Welcome to the podcast. This is Fire and Dice. Woohoo! Hey. To the podcast. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Oh my mm. gosh. I am your host, Brad Hamilton, from uh, the last frontier, Alaska. N- not the Great White North. <laughs> wow, throwing it back to the first intro. Uh-huh. Timeline-wise, uh, this was release week for us, so we have quite a few episodes backlogged, so it's a lot of fun for us to go back and listen to our first episode as it's getting released. Hype, hype, um, hype. Yeah, big hype. But if you're listening to this part, you've probably listened to a while. So, yeah, it's a it's a interesting time. Um, end of April right now. So, uh, anyways, really excited <laughs> to have been <laughs> releasing that. And because I can't think of anything else to say for the intro, how about... We just jump into the recap. Oh, snap. I'm down with that. All right. So, previously on Fire and Dice, our adventurers were in the city of Destune, the little oasis desert town with all the secrets hidden beneath its sands. They had just uncovered a secret operation that was going on underneath the rest pit with some sort of brainwashing scheme, some sort of weird cult stuff going on. Goatees were involved somehow. (laughs) Not quite sure how it's all connected. Not wanting to really engage with any of the goings-on and wanting just to split out. You grab Mel Stoney and split. Uh, You made it out to a uh, hut where you spent the night and then made your way back into town, a few of you, uh, only to find that something had happened the previous night that looked like there was some bloodshed. You didn't look into the extent of it, quickly gathered up your things, got Melstoney, and got out of town as fast as you could. You headed north with the two Calmels, led by Melstoney, and made your way up towards uh, the center portion of the Arrogat Desert until you got to what is known as the Bull, um, the Great Bull. And it is a gradual incline that expands for miles upon miles in every direction of a continuous sandstorm that exists here within the center in the heart of the desert. You guys entered into the sandstorm and fought off a sand elemental that uh, almost took down several of you, but managed to uh, barely eke it out. As you guys got the finishing blow on it, there was a weird green light that was emitted from the center of the sand elemental and coming out through the sand was a tiny little gnome named Nicky Mub, who sort of rescued you guys, sort of just kind of happened to show up and led you guys uh, at a much quicker pace through the sands in a bit of a different direction than what you were previously headed. As your pace quickened, you covered much more ground than you were previously able to and made your way to the very center of this uh, sandstorm into a bit of an eye of a hurricane where the sands swirled chaotically all around but here in the center it was peaceful and you can see stars above nicky mub let you to his little hut that he had made out of the ruined marble and white stone that was lying around some of you stayed outside some of you went inside as he told you about the ancient world as the stories were passed down through his generations and invited you to join him or help him out on a uh, mission that he has been at for the past 50 years, and in return he would give you safe guidance out of the desert. Uh, we ended after you guys had taken a long rest, gotten to level 5, hype. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Big whoop. Uh, level 3 spells, which is 
insane. And as he has proposed this to all of you, you've taken off to the corner in this morning to discuss his potential offer. And that is where we're going to pick up. So we we left off just in his house, right? Right. Or you guys were about to head off and have out, the conversation. Outside, right? Either somewhere else in the house or outside. You hadn't really clarified. All right. Uh, so I'm going to head outside. Yeah. Should, yeah. <clears throat> all right. Let's talk. I start walking up the stairs. Um, I assume everybody follows behind. Yeah. yeah. I begrudgingly crawl through the doorway. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forget you have to crawl. So mm-hmm. I'm hesitant to... I know that we want to, you know, beat them to the mountain. I know we want to get there as fast as possible. But if the storm there is a cause or is, you know, caused by something here in the desert... I don't know if we should leave the desert here with the problem persi- persisting. Mm-hmm. I uh, I respect what you're trying to put together there, uh, bird brain, but... Um, <laughs> uh, I laugh. Uh, but uh, I, these two events are not as connected as uh, you think. They, they stem from a similar origin, but this one is its own beast different from the other storm that is brewing up in the mountains. You want to hear my two cents? Oh, I would love to hear your two cents. <laughs> well, here's the dealio. Neither of you two took any uh, took much as uh, a slap from that uh, big old dust monster. And I got to say I do not want to face one of those again, especially not without this little guy. Now, I, it may be that we want to get through here quickly, but if we run into another one without this guy, <clears throat> I'm uh, going to be very upset. Now, that being said, I really don't like this little one. This little munchkin guy, he he, he really rubs me the wrong way, is what I'm going to leave it at. But despite all that, sometimes Lloyd's got to do uh, the right thing that's going to you know prolong his life, if you know what I'm saying. I think we should go with him to this tower, whatever. Maybe we'll even find something interesting, but I don't think we should travel the sands without this guide. I agree. Our chances of survival with this small, annoying man are much higher. Uh, Our pace is taken in a different direction, but is faster than our previous pace. If this doesn't take too long... We should be back on course and shouldn't have delayed us any further. Although, our chances of survival going to fight more of these things does decrease. So, is that a, is that a go with him? Doing some math. Melstoney? You guys look over. Uh, Melstoney uh, has been listening this whole time. And you see him put a finger up close to his mouth and make a little pointing gesture back towards the door. You guys glance over and you see, just peeking through the window, hold the eyes of Nicky Mub as he's peering and eavesdropping on you. Why, I oughta? Uh, let us talk in peace. Uh, I start moving towards the window or whatever. <laughs> uh, he disappears in a flash. That's what I thought. I tell uh, Toby the cat to go give him a hug. And Toby right now looks a little bit bigger than he did the night before. He's Ooh. got two Ooh. extra plates of whatever metal I was able to find in Nicky Mub's house attached to him. <laughs> you stole it? Crazy. <laughs> he said what's mine is yours. You said make yourself at home. Exactly. 
<laughs> he stole Stoney's doorknobs. He's still in Nicky Mubb's ceiling fan. Nicky Mubb had a tea kettle the night before, and it's not there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no husband. Uh, How gonna live now? Exactly. You guys. I turned back towards Mel Stoney. Oh yeah, sorry. All right. You have any input here, Mel Stoney? Well, I, for one, went down yesterday. I got quite hurt in that battle, and I am not intent on risking my life to uh, slay one of these creatures or encounter another one. If we can have safe passage out of here, I say that we take it at whatever means necessary, especially if his words are to believed in that that was one of the small ones. Mm -hmm. All right. That's another vote for going with Mini Cub. I look at uh, uh, Marcus, like with narrowing eyes. I'm like writing down or trying to write down things in the sand to keep track of my thoughts. Marcus, you said you read Celestial. Was there anything you saw in that book yesterday or yesterday just now that would lead us to believe that it wouldn't be worth it? It's been a long time since I've come across anything. With that, with those markings, that language, and my experience, things aren't written in that language that aren't useful. Mm. Bird boy, quit distracting him with your philosophical questions. Let him <laughs> do his math. <laughs> okay, I think we've reached a consensus. Um, yeah, I yeah, I finish it. I finish. Doodle in the sand, I go. Doing your arithmetic. Three yeah. plus four equals eight. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's... Uh, I love this bird. Let's head back in. Uh, let it be known that I do this begrudgingly. All right, you guys head back inside, and Marcus, you push your way through the door, and you make your way back down the steps into the little uh, hovel, and you see Nikki Mub is there gently searching around the kitchen for something, and turns around and says... Well, good morning. I uh, hope you came to a rightful decision. Uh, did you uh, happen to see my teapot? I can't find it anywhere. <laughs> I don't think it's here anymore. I, I swear, I left it right here last night. Mm. I can hmm. Oh, well. I, I give a side glance to Marcus. Because <laughs> I know that I didn't take it, and I know that Hirak wouldn't take it. So out of the corner of my eye, I give him like a little err. <laughs> Well, uh, hopefully you came to a consensus amongst you. Um, I, c I could really use your uh, assistance in this matter. Yeah, we decided we're going to help you clear this tower. We're honestly kind of scared and don't want to fight those sand creatures, but we think it's, you know, we really uh, are thankful for you helping us yesterday, and we think that we can learn a lot from uh, whatever's going on in, in here. Oh, gosh, golly gee whiz, it's going to be so much fun, let me tell you. Yeah, tw let me guess. Twenty minute adventure in and out, right? Oh, minimum. <laughs> minimum. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this this takes me back to another time. Let me tell you. So, uh, now I don't know if we ever properly made acquaintances. Uh, obviously I be uh Nicky Mub, but what are all of your names? My name is Hirak. I'm Marcus, and that over there is Toby. And Toby is right now uh, doing the classic cat thing where they are climbing on a high top shelf that they somehow got to. And you, m my bearded friend? The name's Lloyd. Lloyd. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. 
Well, I don't. Uh, it is a pleasure to meet all of you. And uh, I spoke with Mel Stoney a bit last night, so we are now properly acquainted. Now, actually, you see uh, the happy, jovial look in his face kind of dampens a little bit. And you see like just a twinge of fear or regret or something and I don't, his mood changes uh, ever so slightly. And he looks at you, Hirak, and he says, um, uh, Hirak, it, if I may have a word with you. Uh, yeah, of course. All right. He leads you over just to the fireplace a little bit and sits you down, like not out of earshot, but just a little bit more personal. Uh, um, uh, I want to I wanna listen. Yeah. He, <laughs> Easily. He's not... He's not being secretive about it. Oh, okay, it. okay. Hirak, I, I just want to tell you, I, I see so much potential inside of you. You're, you have this energy about you that is just waiting to be unleashed, but I, I sense that it's blocked by something. Uh, I can't help but notice that you're just a little bit off your game. Uh, I, I've met an Eric Cocker or two in my time, and they were doing things that you tend not to do, uh, namely being uh, flight. Uh, I turn around and chuckle to myself a little bit. Uh, yeah, how how did, how did nice. such a thing happen? Um, it's uh kind of a long story. Um, I was uh I was attacked in a in a in a in a fight, and I uh I made it out alive, but uh partially paralyzed in the process, and so I lost access. And you know, I've been trying to heal ever since. You know. Do stretches usually haven't in a in a bit. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, it was just unfortunate accident. Have you uh taken to looking for any sort of remedy? I mean, yeah. I mean, my family is, you know, they have some magic in them, just like me. And uh, I mean, we've tried different things. You know, I've tried healing, and you know, uh therapy and also magic but neither of them really uh obviously worked i feel i feel a lot less pain now you know i don't feel it as much often but don't have as much control you know well you aren't gonna find the kind of type of healing magic that you're looking for in any run-of-the-mill city i assumed not yeah uh, it's unfortunate however even though you aren't going to find a healer around these parts, I have a colleague, let's say, a fellow nature love and elemental energy balance and druid in my inner circle that was quite the healer in her day. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you bit in a bit of more exposition secret. Thousands of years ago, there used to be a kinship between the deity in the sky and the people here on this world. I believe I told you about him last night, uh, Atarema. Well. He had a host of lesser divine beings around him that governed with him. Well, when Atarema disappeared, he took his host with him. But one of his underlings was an angel named Kasara, who governed the beasts in the land, in the air, and the sea. Before she left, she imparted some of her gifts to a few select chosens. Now, <clears throat> that was the beginning of our druid order here. And my great, 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 and a whole lot more great granddaddy, he was the first one of the first druids. We've had to obviously keep it secret ever since, being the few chosen in a world bent on destroying itself, looking for any magic possible. But now, 
That's where my friend comes in. You see, her name's Minerva, and she's an elven folk. She makes me look like a swaddling infant, let me tell you. She is older than dirt itself. She is the greatest of our order, but she has not been seen in quite a few years. She could heal your wings if you can find her. The second that he brought up that there was someone, <laughs> my eyes, my personal eyes widened like crazy. And I imagine Herex did also. <laughs> At the thought mm. of that, oh, I don't know what Herex was saying. Herex is, uh, I, I mean, uh, you said her name is Minerva? You said, is she from around here? Where? What's her, like, I, he's just kind of stuttering. He doesn't know where to start and where to go. And just the oh, thought well, of being healed is very uh, appetizing. She's lived all around, uh, living as long as she has. But last time anyone heard from here was 50 years ago. I was actually her replacement here in the Arrogat outpost. She went missing somewhere here in these sands. I walk up and I say, Now don't you be putting misguided uh, hopes that I will never come true in this young bird brain. Well, I, please, you, you I would not be. True? I've worked so long and under, uh, under an alchemist mastership and uh, <clears throat> there's nothing even close to the kind of healing properties he's promising. Well, to be fair... We have closely guarded secrets that we've garnered for millennia. So uh, I beg your pardon, but I do know what I'm speaking of, and I'm not misleading you, my bird friend. Can I do a history or religion check to kind of see if I have heard inklings of this? Go for it. We'll call it, we'll call it religion. Okay, also, religion. I'm going to glare at him uh, okay. and do it, see if he's lying or not. First roll of the night. Just want you to know, I got a nat 20. Hey! Which brings it to a 27 total. Oh my goodness. Wow. All right. So... Whoa. Could have used that later, probably. Because of that natural 20, we're going to go all the way into explaining some of your backstory. Ooh. Ooh. Whoa, juicy. When you were growing up, you were obviously always gifted with tinkering and looking for hidden messages and things and finding ways to make the world kind of work and bend to your will, even if it's in an innocent way, just looking for ways to solve problems. And the first inkling that you got of the ancient dead language of Celestial was through stories that your mom used to tell you when you went to sleep. And she would tell you of the mystical powers of the ancient wizards. And they were nothing but a fairy tale back then. And... She said that they had the power to bring people back from the dead, uh, which is something that does not exist in this world, uh, that kind of gravity power to restore someone to life. And these stories seemed fantastic and mystical to you. And then slowly but surely you found celestial writings and managed to teach yourself some of the language. So what he's saying, there are bits and pieces that fit in with what you know and what you've been told that to check out. Wait, backing up. <laughs> you said you said it was impossible to bring someone back from the dead. Isn't that what Nedabuge and the passing hand are trying to Silence. Okay, yeah, alright. <laughs> that answered it. <laughs> I just uh, I just kind of walk up and calm the I uh, calm Xia I can go. It's not entirely a wise tale, but 
nothing like that has been done or even talked about being done for a very, very long time. I don't want uh, you to get your hopes up, Hirak, but I don't want you to be completely doubtful either. Uh, I keep I kept my stare on uh, the little gnome did, and I rolled an insight check to see if he was lying. It's an eighteen, or if he was genuine. Yeah, you see that in his eyes, it's a mixture between softness, sadness, and intent. That he is being genuine in what he's saying. But also you being as much of a mistrusting and like you've seen too much of the world just to get pulled in by a soft story of hope. Mm -hmm. No, he is. While if he is probably being truthful, using this as information to swing you into being his ally. Okay. I com I completely believe him. <laughs> I'm not rolling nothing. I'm just looking out for you, bird boy. And I turn away uh, to look for something to eat before we get going. Uh, yeah, you find some sandwiches that are nicely right made with the crust cut off. Uh, you take a bite, and they are the sandwiches from last night. Big mouthful of sand. <laughs> Literally sandwiches. I'm so mad. <laughs> I'd like to uh, to talk to uh, our, our new friend over here. Sure. Uh, he's just uh, sipping a cup of cold water by the fire because his tea kettle's gone. Yeah. Okay. While Sounds you're doing good. that, I'm gonna go outside. I'll play with. Or you it's, it's not water. Uh, it's cactus juice. But nice. whatever. Um, I'm just going to ask him. Uh, so, how'd you come across that uh that book you have in there? The one you know written in celestial. This book right here. It's been passed down by generation after generation and has safety landed in my possession. It's uh, from the ancient times. Uh, it's got a little bit of magic potency about it, just a little bit, but uh, that's mainly just to keep it preserved more than anything else. It's a, it's a book of history. It tells us about the ancient times from uh, the perspective of those who live there. Hmm. And I I'm happy to let you uh, borrow it once we return from this trip. Uh, it would be more than, definitely more than uh, what you're bargaining for. 100%. Have you been able to decipher it? Oh yeah, uh, I, I've been able to read most of it. Um, some of it's very cryptic. It's not so much that I can't read it, but what's being read doesn't necessarily translate well into understanding. Yeah, I'll try to hide my excitement for reading this book till after we get back, but... Marcus, uh, I, I do sense a sen area of distrust, and I know that I can come across as a bit much, but I, I do intend to help you and try not to get you killed. I just like to get my facts in order before I do anything. I completely understand. I look doubtfully across the room. Now, your friend over there is probably a little bit trickier of a case to come across, but you know he'll find <laughs> his own in time. Anyway, what uh, say we make the best use of the day and get this journey underway? About time. Yeah. I walk up the stairs. I don't know what well, that accent was. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. You guys head upstairs, gather Melstoni, and talk to him. He says, no, uh, I wish you the best of luck uh, on this trip, but I will not be going with you into the sands. Uh, I must stay here with the Kalmas. They will not be safe. Uh 
where they are going, where you are going, I should say. Uh, is this permissible with you? Uh, well, Seems fine to me. Are you? You've been more than here? enough help. Are you You've staying here? You're going enough. back to Destune. I am staying here. I apologize, but your skills, from what I have seen, outmatch mine, and I would not be of much use to you uh, if we were to go in there together. I whispered to Hirak. Yeah, he's kind of dead weight. Yeah, I know. We're we're level five now. We're big beefcakes. Um. <laughs> Le- level five? <laughs> Boo. <laughs> I'm a 21. <laughs> um. Well, Melstoni, like I said, you've already helped us more than enough. May you rest well here in the middle of the desert. I hope so. And he tends to a little sore spot on his head from when he got stabbed by that scorpion. Melstoni, just remember, those people who brainwash you are still out there uh and there's a word that will immediately bring you back to that state i can't tell it to you because that would you know turn you but just remember if you see anyone don't trust them and you should hide and the other thing is it's the word is particular to you and so it's not like it's a catch-all term it's it's your word. So there was a lot of thought put into it. Okay. So if I see anyone, do not trust them and do not listen to anything they have to say. I understand. You should be fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. that was a, oh, I hate that laugh. Nikki Mub uh, <laughs> starts walking uh, over to the edge I see what you say, uh, Matt. of the ring. Um and says, I'm sure your friend will be fine. Uh, hey, take care of yourself, Mulstoney. Take care of those beautiful beasts of burden you got there. All right, friends. Uh, it's going to be a bit of a travel, so might as well just make the best use of a beautiful day. Yeah. You guys take off. Nicky Mub starts waving his hands and casting his spell again to get you guys through the sands. And mechanics-wise, this is a variation uh, just for the D&D nerds. Uh, a variation on one of the desert circle druids things. Uh, I'm giving him a feature that lets him do a minimal amount of sand bending. Oh, so cool. it's a, cool. yeah, uh, it's not much. It's just as long as there's scattered particles in the air that he can make a little pocket of air for himself. Cool. Sweet. So uh, it's just like a variation on a subclass in, in, in case people were confused. Uh, as you guys walk through the desert uh sand you cannot tell which way is which pretty instantly the sand uh covers the sky as you're walking through right around the center of the eye here is where the storm is uh intense and so even as you're walking through the first part his little cantrip is not doing everything that it needs to be doing you see sand is still flying in from all sides and breaking through and he's struggling to keep it afloat so we like scarf up cover yeah. our faces is it that bad it <clears throat> wouldn't hurt at all okay yeah it's not to the point of making a con save but constitution saving throw you see he uh is walking in a straight line you guys start heading up a dune just a tiny little one and then right afterwards there is a pretty steep drop probably at a 45 degrees that leads downwards as he is moving his hands you guys start feeling your feet slip as you're going down the side of this dune you're able to catch yourselves but it's 
definitely descending deeper and deeper and what little haze of light used to be above you is starting to slowly disappear you guys uh have been walking now for several hours um so how loud is it you can hear each other if you shout okay but, but uh, if i the little the little air pocket also stops the wind so much so it's more of like a loud talk rather than shouting over the wind i'm going to cast the light cantrip on toby and then i'm going to send him to stand next to nikki mub all right um i'm i want to uh i pull out the copper wire from uh my belt and i point it at hirak and i say we need to talk real quick as uh, I kind of like slow my pace so that we're a little bit further behind. Yeah. Uh, gesturing for him to come back. He knows what this is about. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he <laughs> follows. Um, and I say, all right, Hirak. Not in my Lloyd voice, obviously. My knife's edge voice. <laughs> uh, bring it up, bringing that up again. That that's, I think that's what Hirak knows me as so far. Yeah. Okay. I think I um, saw through on the first day, actually. <laughs> I don't what, know. That, I can't remember. No, remember I said down in the Sunken Citadel, I said my name. Like, I didn't. Oh, you don't know my name. You know your real. Your real. Yeah, I get your thing. Yeah. Like my real voice, but you think you think my name. Or I told you to just talk, call me Knife's Edge anyway. Yeah. That's not what this is about. Um, I say, all right, Hirak. I need you to. Well, I guess I'm kind of shouting. I'm like, all right, Hirak. I need you to tell me what this knife does, and I and I pull it out just so that the I pull it out just so the hilt is uh, seen. I push mm-hmm. it back into your belt, like I kind of keep it out from. Right. Okay. Uh, and I <laughs> I yell back, <laughs> or maybe it'd be better. Is we both have message, so we can just. Well, well, they wouldn't be able to hear us. This is just it's if just we're yelling. Only... Okay. Yeah, they could only and... hear us if we're shouting. We're just yeah. kind of like tens of per- the podcast purposes. Just speak to each other. No, we gotta we gotta argue about it for five minutes about how you loud didn't like are we my talking? Covering my voice thing. <laughs> it's good, it's good uh, folly work. Okay, fine. Uh, Exioc, that knife is from when we fought Netabuge. I, my eyes uh, brighten up. I remember. I took it, and I shouldn't have. Okay, you can't show that to anyone who's gonna live more than 10 seconds after they see it which i know won't be much of a problem but you got to keep that in mind okay a huge grin grows across my face you can't see it but you can see uh around the edges of my eyes you know the little crow's feet show up and like my eyes kind of blaze with fire as i like am thinking about the the power that's that's there yeah i say Um, and i ask does it have any special properties or a name yeah, it's called Orish. Um, I uh, a couple of days ago I, I cast a ritual spell and I I learned about it because when I first grabbed it I didn't know what it was I just grabbed the first thing I could to you know destroy the box or destroy the uh, what was it, it wasn't a box what was the it? bowl the bowl yeah destroy the bowl mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Orish but I love keep, it keep in mind. Like I said, when the passing hand, they know what this this object is. When I showed it to someone, I used it in a fight. And when he saw it, both of their eyes lit up and they immediately ran away because they wanted to tell everyone that we had it. 
Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, it's, I, I, I can keep it a secret. Yeah. I can, uh, I'll just make sure that anyone who sees it won't see any more. Much anymore, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, you know what I mean. You know, you know, you know. Yeah. You know. Wow, this is, okay. But keep mind. I, I kind of nod. Yeah, and uh, did, I, did I learn anything? This might be, I know I cast this spell, but was there something special about, I know that you said there was like gems on it and stuff like that. Was there anything particular that I'm not remembering about it that I learned? I don't remember either. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, Never mind. I, I, I have to go back through my notes and find it, but it's a very ornate dagger for sure. Um, and I believe I said something about a green gem in the hilt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, would that be at the at the cross part of the hilt or at the bottom of the handle? Uh, it's at the bottom, the part, the the blunt edge part. Oh, sweet. Okay. Like a little mini sword with the gem on the end. Right. Nice. That is so. That is so metal. Oh my gosh. And remember, I'm giving you this. I'm giving you this out of trust. Okay. Of course. Of course. Of course. Brad, how long is this journey? Uh. It's been going on for roughly five hours at this point. You guys are making some pretty good headway. Most of the travel has just been in silence and looking at Nicky Mub as he is warding off the sand from every direction. And as you guys take each step, uh, the uncertainty kind of grows in the pit of your stomach, not knowing what exactly you guys are getting yourself into. Nicky Mub wasn't very upfront with why he couldn't uh, manage this by himself and what exactly you're getting yourselves into. But the decisions have been made, and so you just trot forward, following Nicky Mub ever further down the incline that you're going through here. Besides Toby, who is now lit up by the light cantrip, nice. it's not much of anything that's visible around here. Can I see anything with my dark vision? Lots and lots of sand. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to check. Before we get to our destination, I'm going to ritual cast Unseen Servant. Whoa. Wait, mm. I haven't heard this one before. Tommy has. Exioc has it, I don't think. Wait, I have? Um, yeah. I am casting Unseen Servant. It's an invisible, like, one intelligence, one stat, everything. Just force that can, like, pick up boxes for you and stuff. Oh I'm, yeah, okay, I remember. I'm I'm doing another Wilson thing, and I'm trying to, uh, yeah. Basically, I cast it, and I'm kind of in the back, and it's invisible, so no one can see it, um, and no one can hear me talk to it. But I say, um, I I'm like, oh my gosh, dude, I get. What if Minerva's real? Like, I, do you think that's real? Like, I think it's. I trust him. Like, I don't know why he would, like, lie about something like that. Besides, get my trust. I don't know, but. Oh my gosh, that would change it all. Like, then I could go back, you know? I could go back and I would be, like, I'd be an Aarakocra again. Like, just like, times like this is the most when I want it back. And like I said, I don't feel pain anymore or as much, but it would be so nice having them again. And I'm really, really thinking about not going straight back home. Like, I think I should trust this guy and follow this. I don't know where it's gonna. I I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I fully trust this guy. I didn't at first, and that got us into some arguments. But I, I think I'm trusting him more. And I think we're gonna find out by the end of this 
power, whether I should or not. I don't know. What do you think? And then there's silence because I can't talk. Exactly. Cool. cool. <laughs> Good advice. You always know what to say. <laughs> Dude, I like it when you go Wilson. <laughs> you know, it's a friendly silence this time. Oh, yes. Uh, Marcus, have you been doing anything during all this time or just making sure that you're heading in the right direction and keep an eye on this little gnome dude? Yeah, keep an eye on this gnome dude. Uh, I mean, I'd like to say that I'm keeping tabs on checking the two of the small people whispering in the back. <laughs> I have no clue what they say, but it's not like That only I'm happened for like it. a minute. Yeah, but still. Out of five hours of travel time. Like, I don't know. But, uh, yeah. I guess Exioc is always suspicious. <laughs> Also, I, yeah, I'm always just like... I think Marcus is just generally suspicious. Yeah, especially mm. of Rogue Man. Mm. His loyalty is bought to me right now, so... <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, you can't trust bot loyalty, so... So just kind of like keeping an eye on that and kind of prepping myself. I'm passively, like, reading as well on our way. So, like... Not, like, intensive reading or anything like that, but it's just kind of, like, something that I always, like, look at. And I've memorized it by now, but I enjoy the feel of the pages turning at this point. Hmm. <laughs> is it your own book, or is it the... It's not the Celestial one, is it? You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. That's my All thing. Right. All right. Uh, you guys continue. <laughs> True. You, that you guys laugh. Can continue on through the sands the ground levels out and becomes flatter and every once in a while your feet push through the sand and touch something solid feels like rock that you guys are starting to get to a place where the sand has whipped past and is a very thin layer over the rocky surface now you would think that further down here as you have gone that you would be coming into little pockets where the wind would die down as the air pressure isn't as intense. That's what conventional wisdom would say. But, but as you're coming down here, the wind is just as intense as when you first entered back into the ring. And as you are coming through here, it is getting more intense. You see Nicky Mubbs say, oh, looks like, uh, looks like we're getting close here. As he says that, off in the distance... You can see through the particles of sand that are flying all around you, a little spark of blue electricity. And then uh -oh. you don't see anything else for another minute or so. And then off to your left, another little spark. Bonus action, I pull out my whip. Just prepping. All right. You got your whip out. Um, Nikki Mub says, oh, my goodness. What else do you have in your pants? <laughs> <laughs> I look at him and go, wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> uh, at that, I'll pull out a dagger. My or my my uh, my throwing dagger. That's what I'll do. All right. The blue sparks become more frequent. They turn into what look like streaks of blue lightning that arcs throughout the sand all around you. You're keeping your eye out for anything that is moving or shifting in an unnatural kind of way. And so far, it appears that your presence has gone unnoticed. Nikki Mub turns to you, Marcus, and says, All right, I I've got an idea of where we're going. Um, I know which way is north, and I can guide us from here, but I recommend that you turn your uh, kitty light off, if that's all right. I uh, begrudgingly 
grab some rope, tie tie myself to Nicky Mub, and douse the light. All right, and you guys can hitch yourselves up too if you want. Yes, yeah. please. Definitely. I'll take All the right. rear though. <clears throat> Sounds good. Nicky Mub leads you guys through the pitch black. You just have to follow the tug of the rope as you're going through. Exioc, you can see uh, a little bit through the gap so you know where you're going and following people. All you guys are catching are little flashes of this blue energy and lightning that is dancing all around you. Nicky Mub raises his hand up a little bit and you see there are blue electric sparks playing off of his fingers. And he says, ooh, I can feel it now. Oh, we are getting so close. You guys walk for another 20 minutes. I'm going to move and... closer as, as the, it gets like darker. And as it, as that time goes on, uh, I feel more and more uh, anxious and uneasy as the memory of the, uh, unknown slimy, uh, grasper things, um, flash through my mind as when I, when we were back all tied together in the oh. water in the Sunken Citadel. And that was, that. That was severely traumatizing, and this is definitely bringing up uh, that again. So I kind of, like, pull, like, I don't pull on the rope, but I, like, follow along the rope so that I'm literally, like, almost hanging on to Hirak. But obviously I don't want to, I don't want to um, come off as uh, needy or weak, so I, I try and uh, be really quiet about it. But I am, I am honestly mortified at, at the... Um, the darkness and the sand is starting to feel more and more like water. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, and the sand is starting to disappear from under your feet. It's just cold, smooth stone that you are walking on as you are getting closer and closer. All of a sudden, Nick, Nicky Mub up in front stops in his tracks and he says, all right, this is the furthest I've ever made it. What is that supposed to mean? It means from here on out, we're going to run. And you see he just takes off for running forward into the darkness. <laughs> this is I mean, where oh, I doing, this, so. is, this is just like before I take off running ahead of Hurek. I'm yep. going with I do not want to be left behind. You guys all take off running together, trying to keep as much of the rope tied together as you can. Marcus, you can't see anything in here. It is pitch oh, yeah. black. And you are trying to hold on to whatever direction Nikki Mub is going, but you got people from behind you that are tugging at you, people from in front. You're just kind of being helplessly dragged along and hoping that Toby can follow along with you as well. You guys are running through the darkness here, and in front of you, there is an explosion of blue, arcane, purple energy light from about 50 feet above. It is much, much larger than any other streak you had seen before. And it is like a bomb that goes off in the middle of the air. You hear a deafening <laughs> resound throughout the sands of the desert. As that happens, you see to your left and to your right, two pairs of yellow slits emerge from the darkness. Run, run, run! In front of you, about a hundred feet away, there is a pillar of rock that was illuminated by that blue arcane flash. A tower that rises up into the darkness above anything that you can see. We are going to roll for initiative. Oh, oh. dang it. Oh. That was okay. I rolled Eight, bad. 18 for Hirak. Roll good for <laughs> I'll save it for my attacks. Uh, 10? Eight. 10 for Exioc. 14 for Marcus. 
So are we fighting two of these things on either side of us? We are rolling for initiative. This is a mixture of um, a skill challenge and combat. Whoa. Because we're running. Yeah. I, I'm not I'm not planning on stopping unless I'm forced to. So uh, Nikki Mub has urged you guys to run through and not fight these things, but they are still going to be fighting you. So, right. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. I see. I like it that. is up to you guys how you want to play this. All right. Got you. This is complicated. And Tommy, you're smart though. Remember? Oh yeah. I know. I I forget too sometimes. <laughs> My intelligence is 15. First up is Hirak. You see these elemental slits emerge out of the darkness, and the wind that was already whipping around you guys and penetrating into your little air bubble is now threatening to make it collapse entirely. You see, Nikki Mub is struggling to keep up the sphere of air going. Oh, no. uh, what do you want to do? You are currently 100 feet out from the base of the tower. Really wishing I could fly right now. I'm going to cast uh, Dissonant Whisper. Uh, is there, I'm guessing there's one on either side of us, you said? Kinda a gauntlet? They are on, yep, there is a gauntlet. And they appear to be about 20 feet in front of you on either side. Okay, I'm going to cast Dissonant Whisper. It does some damage, but hopefully they fail their save, and that will make them run away. You got it. So they, the first one has a five, and the second one is oh. a. N- it's nine. just one roll, right? I thought. Yeah. Uh. Well. Oh yeah. You, you only did it on one of them. You're right. My bad. So he rolled a five, and was that the one on the left or the right? Uh. Let's say the one on the left. Okay. What do you say with your dissonant whispers? I'm gonna say. Um, I may have a bird brain, but at least I have something up there. I, I mean, you're just a pile of air, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, give oh, a, man. I give a very dark thumbs up in the direction of her. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. He, uh, Hirak's words echo through the air, and the whispers penetrate everybody's brains. But uh, you see that the elemental on the left takes, um, uses its reaction to move, right? Yeah. Awesome. So, you see he moves further away, the eyes grow dimmer. Okay, and then I roll 3d6 to damage. You got it. Three, four, one. That's eight damage. Nice. Can I bonus action after my you turn? You can. Right. Okay. Yep. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna. I'm gonna embolden my friend Marcus. All right. Uh, and I'm gonna say, uh, run like the wind. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Boo, boo. <laughs> Take your D8, sir. Oh, D8 D8 of inspiration? Oh, I, totally I do forgot. get a D8 of inspiration. Oh. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this D8 can be added to any skill check, saving throw, or attack roll. Nice. Very nice. Beautiful. You see in front of you... Oh, also, I'm assuming that you use your movement to go forward. Yes. Definitely. Now, how much is your movement? 25. Yeah, this is a math game. 25, okay. So I'm a, I'm a quarter of the way there. Yeah, I think the way that we're going to do this is assuming that you guys can all keep move running. And so we're just going to move everybody at the end of the initiative order. Okay. okay. Right. That makes sense. And because of Hirox's speed and everybody trying to stay coordinated together, it's going to be 25-foot increments going up. Okay. What if some of us move faster than others? You're still dragging other people behind. How tightly uh, tied together are we? Don't worry about it. Tommy, mechanics. Moving Fine. on. 
I want to run. <laughs> I mean, you can always cut yourself I can always, free. Yeah, true. Okay, but next up, you see online. this the yellow slit sand elemental on the side uh, that just looked like he was getting further away. You see the eyes rise up higher into the darkness, turn and peer down directly towards you. Oh, and no. it is going to use its full movement because it can't reach you to get directly in front of you and it is now blocking the path. You can see that it is massive. This thing towers at least 15 feet tall. Holy cow. And is lumbering over you. You see uh, it's a tornado of sand that is forming its body and directly blocking the path as it looks down on you and its hands are starting to solidify into blocks of sandstone. But that is its full turn. Next up is going to be Nicky Mub. Nicky Mub looks at this guy and says, Oh my goodness. I hate these suckers. And you see the little arcs of energy that he was playing with before. Uh, He does a sigil in air. And all of a sudden, there's a bright blue ball of energy in his hands, and he thrusts it forward as a bolt of lightning streaks out into the sand elemental in front of you. Nice. And I'm going to roll for damage against myself. You guys see Nicky Mub takes the energy and blasts a hole right through the center of this tornado in front of you. And he takes a whopping 32 points of damage. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Lightning bolt, man. Lightning bolt, lightning bolt. I, I gotta get me one of those. <laughs> All right, and he also, of course, moves forward. Next up is Marcus. I feel the rope on my back tugging back harder than the rope in front of me being pulled, so I know that I'm being slowed down. And so I look while well, I have Toby next to me, and I uh, touch him and cast. Well, I don't have to touch him, but I just say it. I'm gonna touch him and cast in large, and he immediately turns into a large creature. Ooh. Ooh. Just this it's large metal now. now yeah, now it's a, now it's a tiger. Big cat. <laughs> and Big cat. I tell him uh, he's going to use his movement, and I'm going to tell him with my bonus action to pick up the other two and catch up. So he's going to <laughs> run back and, and I guess use the help action. That'll work. Do. Yeah. I'll allow it. All right. And that's your turn. Get on! And I, yeah, and then I will move forward as well. All right. You see, as you're moving forward, you guys are running directly towards this sand elemental. The hole that Nicky Mub blasted is slowly starting to reform within its center. And you guys are probably going to have to try to either make your way around him or do something at the end of this round. And as you're doing this, the other elemental is coming at you from the side. You see. It is barreling straight down on you, and it's going to make two attacks. And they are both going to be at... Um, I'm going to roll a d4. We're oh, sweet Neptune. Atta- these attacks are at Marcus. Cool. The first attack, a giant sandstone fist comes down at your head. Shield. As it comes down, you see that a boulder-sized fist slams down onto the ground right next to you and just remains there as uh, it got dislodged from its hand. Uh, That's what a natural one does. (laughs) Well, didn't need that shield, but I used it anyways. You can use shield as a reaction if something's going to hit. You don't have to use it right away. Oh, okay. 
Yep. <laughs> oh my gosh. Second attack is a 15 to hit. Uh, that does not hit. Dang. I expect to do a lot more there. Okay. So uh, the other boulder comes down, and you barely get out of the way. And you see this thing is right on top of you. And it has moved into each of your spaces. I need you all to make strength saving throws. Oh, no. Good thing I'm really strong. I say uh, sarcastically. Uh, okay. Do I need to roll for Toby as well? Uh, Yes. I rolled a 13. Uh, I rolled a 15. Toby gets advantage on this. I got a 5. If I'm on Toby, how does that work? It is uh, still everyone. Toby rolled a 13. I rolled a 15. So both of them are in our our space now? Just the second one. The other one is still directly in front of you. So what are those numbers? One more time. 15 for Marcus. 13 for Toby. 13 for Hirak. And Exioc? Uh, five total. Okay, Ooh. so yeah. everyone except Marcus, including Nikki Mub, is within this elemental being. Uh, what does the help action do? Do I give somebody advantage on something? Uh, yes. Because that's what, uh, that's what Toby was doing. So, uh, And I did tell him to go for... I meant Hirak? the bird. Yeah, okay. Hirak. So, so Hirak, Hirak, go ahead. Roll with advantage. Uh, that's not going to do it. That was a 10. Okay. That's right. That's all right. So you guys are considered grappled and restrained oh, here darn it. in this thing. And that is going to be Exeoc's turn. Oh, and I guess you guys also take damage. So it trapped us in its sand thing? Yep. You guys are being held aloft in the midair right now. If you succeeded, you take half and you are not grappled or restrained? Yes. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. So, so we everyone... all got grappled? Marcus didn't. Marcus didn't. Everyone else did. Uh, but everyone else takes 11 points of bludgeoning damage. Uh, can I use my un- my new uncanny dodge? You can. So you take five points. Yeah, so, I- so I'm going to use my reaction mm-hmm. to-, to take half the damage. Right, because you are a rogue. Nice. I don't know how I can square okay. that in, this- in the Marcus, you also take five. Narrative. Yeah, I know. We got it marked. Thank you very much, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to... It's, I think it's my turn, right? It is your turn. So I am going to uh, pull my little pouch of colored, tricolored sand out of my, my belt real quick, and I'm going to whip it at this creature's eyes that are floating above us at the point, at this point, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. I, um, I made it. And then that I roll 60 tens, and then that's how many hit points of this the spell can affect. So hopefully this thing has low enough hit points that I can actually affect it. All right. Uh, 19. Uh, 19 hit points worth? Yeah. <laughs> not, not, <laughs> not even, even close. close. Not Dang even it. close. I think 60 I rolled so worth bad. would have been not even close, man. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. These things are thick, Tommy. Okay. Well, I already said I did it, so oh well. No. <laughs> yeah, just I respect dust. the effort. Yeah, so I threw the sand and whispered the words to give it magical effect, but it still just got blew away. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, nothing happened. Um, uh. And you can make a 
You can make an attempt at the end of your turn to break free if you want. I would like to make an attempt to break free. <laughs> okay. Is it strength or athletics? It is uh, athletics to escape, I believe, which Ooh. is b strength based. Uh, is it though? It is. Acrobatics oh, acrobatics is the other based. one. Oh, dang it. Okay, so I'm going. I roll athletics, which I have a minus one, and I rolled a, a one. So that's mm, a zero total. Definitely still helpful. Uh, as you guys are running through. Kirak, it is your turn. If I dissonant whisper this guy, does he. Do we all get set free? Probably. Okay, I know there's another guy right in front of us, but I'm gonna try and do a dissonant whisper to get this guy out of here. He is gonna roll. Natural two. Yay! Yes! Okay. It, it was like 22. <laughs> oh! Um, what do you say this time? Uh, I'm going to say... I thought your mama was fat. Jeez, I mean, look at you're taking up a 10 by 10 squared, swallowing us all up. Are you kidding me? Uh, 15 by 15, good sir. 15 <laughs> by 15! Holy cow. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, in 3d6. But, uh, yo mama joke now. Ooh, five! Three. Six! Ah yes! Oh, boy. Dude, that's okay. a good roll right there. That was a pretty good roll. Uh, so that was 14 points of damage. And he has to move as far away as possible. The, is his burrowing speed any further than his... I guess he could just uh, move right it back. It is. But... Um, well, his regular speed is further than his burrow speed. Never mind. Ah. Uh. Disregard. <laughs> okay. Instantly, you guys touch down again as the compelled movement forces this elemental to move away from you, and you are no longer considered grappled. Go, go, go! <gasps> that may be breaking the rules, but because it's compelled movement and because he is literally made of air, I'm going to rule it that way. Yes. Nice. All right. Um, you guys are back on the ground, and you all move forward the 25 feet. Is it it's more? not more because Toby is helping. Eh. Mm -hmm. uh, didn't Toby use his help action to give Hirak the boost on the save? He did. I wanted Hirak to hop on Toby, though. I think events happened in a different way that Hirak couldn't hop on before you guys got picked uh, up and everything. Okay. Yeah, it's all very chaotic. Is your guys' speed 30? Mine's 30. Mine is 30. Toby's is 40. And I what? have a dash action. I could run 60 feet in my, oh my turn God. if I wanted it to. I can mm -hmm. cast long strider on myself and make my speed forward. Either way, well. it is the first sand elemental's turn, and he is going to stand his ground and do nothing, it appears. Okay. Nikki Mub sees or looks forward and sees what's happening. He says, Oh, this ain't good. To the left of him! To the left of him! Yeah, he, he's preparing for us to walk through. He's going to attack as soon as one of us go through. Oh, shoot. What do I got in my bag of tricks? Bird, you're slow. Come here. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, he goes over to you and says, all right, I do not know if this is going to work or not, but best of luck to you. And he casts a spell on you, sir, and you feel your legs grow ever so slightly, and you feel energy course through your bones. You have the effects of Longstrider on you. Hey. Nice. Is that what does that do? Double speed or no? Extra ten feet of movement. Nice. So your speed is now thirty-five. Thirty-five. I'll take it. 
He says, I suggest you uh, hold off on the spell casting and just take to running away unless we get caught up again. Okay. I mean, I just saved it to all four of us, but yeah, okay. <laughs> no, I understand. We're, we're running. We can argue about it later. Yeah, I get it. Okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Marcus, it is your turn. Okay. Um, well, seeing that Birdman's going to have Long Strider on him, gosh, no. Because that's concentration as well. No! Oh! <laughs> uh, too many concentration spells, man. I am going to... Uh, and I, Sorry, let me retcon that a little bit. Uh, he cast it at second level. I thought it was a second level spell. He cast it at second level, which means it also applies to Exioc. Oh my nice. gosh. I could run 80 feet this turn. You could, but I can only run... Are we at 50 uh, feet right now? No, 40. We're at 75 feet away from the tower. Yeah. Oh, 75 yeah. feet from the tower. Oh, I thought we had two run turns. Um, no. No, that was <clears> just <throat> the end of the first round. So, so kind of the first I will use my movement, and so that way I'm not the slowest of the party. I will action use my movement. All right, so there is a huge sand elemental between you and the tower. How are you going to pace your movement? Hmm. So he's, like, in the way of me? Yep. So I'd have to either go around 15 feet or try to make something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I will actually, instead of using my action to run, since there's this thing in front of me, I will use my action to cast a warding bond on myself as I run head on into this thing. Ooh, would you please tell us what warding bond is? Yeah. So warding bond, it is a second. So I just got my second level spells and I've now used all of them. <laughs> uh, the first one was a large reduce. This was the other one. Um, but, so Warding Bond, it is an action. It is not concentration, and it lasts up to an hour. Um, so that's huge. This spell awards a willing creature you touch, which in this case is myself. A mystic connection between you and the target uh, until the spell ends. While you are within 60 feet, I gain a plus one bonus to my AC and saving throws, and I have resistance to all damage. From that target? No, all just damage. I have resisted to all damage. Also, each time it takes damage, you take the same amount of damage. Oh, frick. <laughs> <laughs> no. I am not resisted to any damage, but I get a I get a plus one to my saving throws and my AC bonus. Gotcha. Uh, so if they hit it, you take the same amount of damage, right? Yep. And now that I am the slowest one in the group, I'm going to tell Toby to come help me. <laughs> all right. Uh, are you going to say anything to your friends? Run like the wind. <laughs> Uh, as I slap my chest and run head on into this uh, mm -hmm. sand elemental. All right. The second sand elemental is going to... Now, which one is this one? This is the one that got just pushed away, the one okay. that was holding you guys. Okay. He's going to charge in at you guys and come right at the parallel and take two attacks. Um, he's right outside of being able to envelop you. Okay. Good deal. Who's he attacking? Uh, I'm rolling a d4. Oh, please don't be me twice. Uh, it was Marcus again. <laughs> hey, one of them is at disadvantage. Because Toby's next to me. Toby! To and that's a good thing, because it was either a 17 or a 2. So Hey! It's a 2. That apparently does not hit. Second attack coming in. Mm -hmm. That is going to be a dirty 20 to hit. Shield! Shield, and it does not hit. Oh, Shield my goodness. Shield like the wind! You are... 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Like, I'm not making any of these rolls up. These, this is straight up. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, just so you know, with shield and warding bond, my AC is 24. Oh, snap. Oh. Uh, shield is gone now, though, for the turn. Yeah. All right. Shield is a dope spell. It is. All right. That is that elemental's turn. He is right outside of you guys. You can feel the wind uh, and dust slapping your face as he is right outside of your sphere, threatening to envelop all of you. And so you have one that is right in front of you and one that is exactly to the right of you. So is that my turn? That takes us down to Exeox's turn. Um, Okay. I'm like, I think I got something. Uh, And I'm going to cast Silent Image. And in doing so, I'm going to cast a um, what looks like it's essentially a big 15-foot cube box of of swirling sand around the elemental that's in front of us. So it would look to him as if the sand just whipped up and he can't see us anymore. Okay. Got it. You create this image and that yeah. it, it, it looks like it's a beautiful like swirling image of everything uh, and it does exactly what you want it to do and you feel for whatever reason it had zero effect on this. Oh. Wait, so I feel like it didn't actually do anything? Right. right. You feel you, you're looking for some sh- sort of like confused shift in his posture. Well, I wouldn't feel well. I, I'm casting it on the one in front of us, so it would completely obscure him from view from my view as well. Okay. Essentially, well, I've like surrounded him in a swirling sandbox. Okay, got it. Good that enough. completely that is like completely opaque, so we can't see him and he can't see us. You got it. The sandbox is present. Okay. And I'm just going to shout. It's not going to hold him, but I don't know if he can see us. Go, go, go. That lets you guys take another now 35 feet of movement. All right. You guys are over halfway there. So did we did we pass that one? Oh, yeah. Shoot. <laughs> Good point. So You said he was he right was, in front of us. Yeah, he was right in front of you. So you guys are going to skirt around him off to the left, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So in that case, you are right at the halfway mark. And he is just to the right of you. You guys see the other two are right next to each other. You're, you're halfway to the tower from where you were. The dust is kicking up all around you. You were just trying to get, get out of here. Uh, Hirok, it is your turn. Did did we uh, get out of vision of the one that was chasing us at all as we were skirting around the, my uh, big silent swirling sand opaque cube? We'll say we did. So uh, we can't see its glowing eyes anymore either. No, you can't see either of them. So it's up to you. What do you want to do, Hirak? What's the what's the strength of minor illusion? Can I make it look like one of us runs off, darts to the left, and distracts them or something like that? That's probably outside of its limitations, right? At the end of Exeoc's thing, you guys hear Nicky Mub shout over the sand, uh, don't worry about illusions. They can sense you walking. Okay. Uh, uh, I, can I, just... I was, uh, was, was going to, I wanted to make a nature check because I was like, I'm pretty sure elementals see different. Than that. <laughs> uh, can I just use my action to, to run extra good and not cast magic? Uh, you'd have to uh, cut yourself free. Hmm. I don't. And I'll let you, I'll let you cut yourself free as an action or like as a free action. Um, and then take the run and dash. Or it would be bonus action to cut yourself free. I'm going to do it. 
All right. Uh, uh, here, I, you cut yourself free using your bonus action and then use your action and dash to get closer to where you need to go, so uh, how, which is 65 feet. It's 70 or, feet. 70 so feet for you? He would make okay. it then. So you would make it all the way to the base. As you go past, a sand fist reaches out from the obscured wall that Exioc had put up and takes a attack of opportunity on you as you run past. Okay. Ah, uh, dang it. Uh, that's going to be a 24 to hit. That's surprisingly oh, doesn't hit. No, yeah. Yeah, that hits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brad's All like, right. mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, that would have hit Marcus. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bird. You take 23 points of damage. Ugh. Uh-oh. What? Oh, my goodness. I'm down. Oh, he's down. That is rough. I had 23 health points left. So no, make it there. what? Mm-hmm. You guys see Hirok say, "I'm gonna make a break for it." Unco- oh my untie gosh. himself and run through through the mist. A fist slams down on him, and his body is in a little heap on the ground. <sighs> you see the sand. Oh wait, one sec. Let me. I'm helping you out here, Matt. Snap, Matt, Matt. Matt. Your college of war, right? No. <laughs> It was exactly. Have you thought of using cutting words? Uh, say it again. Because you're a College of Lore bard, you can use your inspiration to uh, lower the attack from an incoming attack. I can? Really? Yeah. Dude, read your stuff. What? <laughs> I have all my cards out and stuff. I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, it's a bardic inspiration ability. Yeah, that's an ability. An ability? So, oh, uh, I didn't know I had those. Okay, well, I... Yeah. I, I do that then. Yeah, this is this is just to increase this is just to decrease the two hit. Okay, so what is this doing? So it's... if your AC is not if is your AC sixteen? Oh then it doesn't matter. My AC is fifteen. Oh it it wouldn't do anything. Oh wait um, wait 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 wait. I do have a point of inspiration. Is that what yeah, this goes towards? It or... wouldn't do anything. Yeah, this is the point of inspiration that you're okay. using. Yeah. Right. So, never mind. Uh, Hirok crumpled heap on the ground. The sand elemental that just struck out at him comes out from the darkness and is going to take two more swings again at Marcus. One of them is disadvantage. And it is a natural 20 and a 2. Wow. So, nice. you are getting oh, so lucky, good. sir. Thank oh, my you, goodness. Toby. Good. Toby. Good. Toby. Good Toby. Toby. Are you. And a 14 to hit. Are you hey, fucking kidding me? get out of here. <laughs> the fists come down once again, and you see it gets really, really frustrated uh, by this, and the two elementals are about to surround you guys. Uh, they do not move into your space. They don't catch up, is what you're saying? No, they are right next to you, right. but they do not move into okay. your space. So we're just ahead of them. Yep. Uh, Nikki Mub says, "Oh boy, I do not what's like what's going on here. Uh, oh, oh goodness, the bird, the bird is down. The bird is down. And put him uh, on Toby. He is going Blackhawk to... down. <laughs> I mean, sorry, I don't yep. know what this. Put him on Toby. He's uh, he's gonna run forward. Um, Hirak, you went down like five feet away from everyone else. Um, because you tried to take that 
run and you got hit by the attack of opportunity, Nikki Mub is going to scoop down, grab your hand, and start yanking you up to your feet as part of his movement. In doing so, casting a second level cure wounds. Oh. So you come back up to eight hit points. Oh, thank God. Well, got a second level. He must have rolled bad. Yep. It's bad. It's more than one. Two and a three. Ooh, Wait, what did you say, Brad? Yep. I rolled a two and a three, plus three. Is it a D6 for uh, cure wounds? No, it's a D8. Uh, it's a D8. Yep. Dang. So, but yep, it's something. He's up. He is up. And uh, he uses uh, his action or um, he part of his movement to help you up so you're not prone nice. anymore. So, wait. And we'll just consider that part of the But I lost Longstrider when I died, though, I'm assuming, right? Yes. Yeah. Dang. Well, that stinks. When you went down. Although the effect is... Well, because I maybe because I wasn't casting it. It's I know it's Nikki Mub is concentrating on it. What would you say, Jeffrey? Yeah, I have no clue. Well, if Nikki Mub would keep it going through mm-hmm. through him going down and picking yeah. him up, and he wouldn't have him. lost concentration for any reason. So I'd say you still Ooh. got it. Okay, good. Yep, you didn't die. Die. So we'll say it's good. The question. question, question. Uh, yeah. So yeah. if any of us run at this point, we're atta- pro- provoking attacks of opportunity. Also, yes, because Longstrider is not concentration. Mm. It is not, oh, and it just it lasts for an hour, no matter either. what. So, oh, oh, well, there you go. It is it, yes. You will t- take an attack of opportunity from this guy because he just took his turn, which means he gets re- his reaction back. Marcus, it is oh, your turn. Oh, he gets one reaction. Okay, I see. I uh, am going to take that attack of opportunity and start to run past him. Oh boy. And uh, yeah, I'll see how I feel after that. That is a 15 to hit you. That does not hit. I've been using different Good. dice and I haven't rolled above a 10 <laughs> against you. Yeah, well you technically rolled a 20, but that it, it didn't count. Um, yeah, well he has a plus 11, so. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, I mean what? Jeffrey yeah. is secretly Danny Ocean. He loaded all your dice before uh, yep. before we started. I right. did. Either way, uh, the fist comes down right behind you. You feel it scrape against the back of your neck. Toby uh, comes charging right alongside you as you guys yank yourselves around the direction. And are you gonna? What are you gonna do? Um, do I want to do anything else? I'm going to action cast light on Toby. To, uh, to, I don't know, try to get them to pay more attention to him. And then All right. I tell him to use his action to dash forward more. So he is going to make a mm-hmm. break for the right. tower. You got it. That takes us to the second sand elemental who's going to come up behind the rear. And because uh, it is Exioc that is standing there, he's going to take two swipes at Exioc. Okay. First one, natural one. Woohoo! The second one, uh, 18 to hit. Uh, That hits. I would like to uh, use uncanny dodge. You will be able to do so. So instead of taking 22, you will take 11. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm so glad. (laughs) What health were you? I was at 28. 22 is just significant. 11 is less, so. Mm-hmm. So I just Exioc, you get sidestep. You get slammed by this thing, and you are waiting for him to 
move in and envelop you and start whipping you up, but you don't. Okay, so, so he didn't he, move in. You, you turn around, and he is looming over you. Ugh. His form is starting to materialize as these things are on either side of you. He is right behind you, but he is not trying to envelop okay, okay. you. Okay, Is it my turn? It is your turn. I would turn. like to use my bonus action to disengage. All right. As a uh, as using my cunning action. Nice. You got it. So I take a step and I bolt after the others. <clears throat> All right. And you, what do you want to do with your action? That's a great question. You must be like the child, without the rope. Say what? <laughs> Let's try to make a Dark Knight reference. Oh, uh. oh nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I get, I get, I get. <laughs> Um, I guess I'm actually going to uh, reflexively uh, toss my uh, uh, my return my dagger of returning so with the flash of, of yellow it goes flying towards the uh, eyes of the one that was just looming on me Ooh, okay go ahead and roll to hit uh, that's going to be a 21 to hit that will hit and then it's not very much is it a sneak attack or no no one's there so, right? That's how it works? Actually, technically, Nikki Mub is right there. Oh, Nikki Mub is there? Okay, then yeah, I'd do it. Then it would be sneak attack. Uh, so that's going to be 17 damage. Magical damage, All right. too. It is magical. Nice. He definitely takes the hit. It whizzes through him and then returns back into your hands. You see a little uh, blue sparks uh, flying out, uh, signifying that you did some Woo-hoo! damage. And nice. I... And I duck my head and I keep running. All right, Hirak, you are back on your feet. You guys are now 20 feet from the door as you guys are all running together. Uh, actually, Nikki Mub is going to take an attack for opportunity as you guys sprint oh, forward. No. Natural one. Are you yeah. kidding? <laughs> wow. That's three. Three natural ones. All, all of those have been on different dice, too. Ah. Uh, Nikki Mub uh, darts forward as well, and the ground underneath you shakes and it. Uh, launches him up in the air a little bit. He says, oh, well, giddy up. (laughs) Charges forward. (laughs) Well, giddy up. You guys are 20 feet away. Uh, Hirak, you are awake and breathing heavily. The world faded for a second. Your body is racked in pain, but you are pumping adrenaline right now. You see there is a dark opening in the form of a triangle at the very base of the tower that you are heading for. If... I use my normal speed to go to it and not use dash. Okay. Does that, do I get to it or they're not going to take an opportunity attack, right? They're too far behind at this point from you. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I'm going to go for it. <laughs> All right. You run for the door. Uh, what do you want to do with your action? I'm going to heal Exioc because he's in the back and he's got low health, right? He's okay. I'm fine. I was hit, but I'm fine. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I do take an action then. Just go into the door. If everyone's okay. All right. You can also hold your action if you'd like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do that. All right. You have to tell me which action you're holding. Uh, I'm going to hold the heal action. Do I, t- do I have to say who it is and do I have to act on it later? or? You can oh, prep healing word. Yeah, prep yeah, healing gonna, word prep and it. you can save it for if somebody goes down. Which yep. they probably will. That's what I'm doing. All right. Wow. Good to know. You are inside the door, technically speaking. 
First Sand Elemental is going to go, and he is going to charge upwards, catch up to you guys, and take his two attacks. That is going to be against... Ooh, Nikki Bub this time. Oh, boy. Oh. On your that left. That first one's going to hit. No. Your other left. <laughs> uh, and the second one is going to miss. Uh, natural four. Wow. But the first one is going to do... Oh, I didn't roll very well. Uh, you see Nikki Mub takes the hit from behind. And, like, it basically, like, is a hammer against his backside that propels him forward. And he almost face plants in the dirt, but keeps himself on his feet. Keeps running. Nice. <sighs> he is still up and running. Marcus, it's your turn. Am I within opportunity attack range of that guy? Yes, you are. He came up on all of you. I'm going to run into the doorway. All right. You're going to take the opportunity attack. I'm going to be taunting him. <laughs> that is a uh, 21 to hit. That hits. I will not shield this. Okay. You take... Oh, that's big. Oh, yep. yikes. 29 points of damage. Okay, 29, but I am resistant to all damage, which okay. technically makes it 14, but I take that damage as well. So I only okay. take 28 damage. Ooh. Ooh, there you go. How spells oh, work, snap. I decreased it by one. <laughs> that is some still rule wrong. bending right there. <laughs> <laughs> that is the quality D&D nerd content that everybody's listening to. Oh, yeah. Dude, I'm playing a nerd. I got a nerd, man. Fair True. enough. I don't even think I know what just happened. I have no idea what went over my head. I think he took damage. I don't know. I did. I took a I lot got of my, damage. I got still. my spell ready just in case. I don't know. <laughs> I took a lot of okay, damage. So, so how much damage? What? How did he get hit? I, he was running forward and took an attack of, oppor- attack of opportunity. I took it so that way one of you wouldn't have to. Oh, nice. And then I am going to run into the doorway. I am going to action... So with Toby being a light source, do I see any... Can I do an investigation check on this doorway? Or, like, any symbols that I see on the pillar? As you're running in, you don't see any symbols on it. There's not much. It's not... Like, when I said it's a triangle, it's not like a hewn triangle. It's a busted open triangle. Got it. Okay. Hmm. So, uh, So I just run in. I'm fully in there. Uh, do I feel safe in here? Safer. Safer. Mm. <laughs> I am going to, with my bonus action, just tell... You know what? No, I'm still going to action investigate just to try to see anything. Because I feel like that's what I would do the second I got in here. All right. Go ahead and roll investigation check. That's a 14. Okay. Um, looking around, most everything is torn asunder in here. It's just a pile of rubble for the most part. The only real clues that you get to what this one's held. Uh, by the way, the tower only has a diameter of about 25 feet. It's not huge. But there is a spiral staircase leading upwards that is mostly intact. There's bits and pieces that have broken off. But um, it seems like this is a tower that is part of a larger structure buried underneath. You can see... Sand has covered the ground, uh, but there are stairs that lead further downward uh, underground and stairs leading upwards. Hmm. Does my investigation check give me any sense as to which direction we probably want to go? Well, you can only go one way. Uh, oh, we can't? The- yeah, because the sand has filled the bottom. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, so I have used whatever movement I still have left to start to ascend the stairs. You got it. Uh, 
And then I will bonus action tell Toby to guard the triangle entrance. You got it. That is going to be the second sand elemental. The people still outside are only Nicky Bum uh, or Nicky Mub and Exioc. And you, uh, Nicky Mub looks at you, Exioc, and says, All right, it's just us. Let's make a break for it. And as he says that, a giant fist comes down on his head. That is a, that's going to hit him. Oh boy. As he says that, you see a little, like, a uh, corner of his uh, mouth tilts upward in, like, a sly smile as he gets ready to make a break for it. And a boulder-sized sandstone slab comes down on no. him, gets lifted up, and Nicky Mub is in a crumpled heap on the ground. In the doorway, Hirak, you've been holding your uh, heal spell. Would you like mm-hmm. to cast it? Yeah, no, I'll save it. No, yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll do tradesies. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll cast it. All right. Um, First level? Yes. Yes. Okay. Go ahead and roll a d4. That's a four. Nice. 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 So he's up to seven because it's plus your charisma modifier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Seven. All right. And uh, he's down on the ground and he says, oh, lordy, that hurt. And the second attack, as you're looking down at him, is coming at you, Exioc. Okay. That is going to be a 16 to hit. Uh, I have a 16 AC. It just hits you. Okay. Dang. Okay, I'm going to use my uncanny dodge here as well. Okay. You're going to have to, uh, especially with those rolls. Yeah, so I'm going to dive out of the way best I can. All right. You take 14 points of damage. Okay. I'm I'm up still. 14 is already halved from 28. That's what I figured. Thank you. Okay. So I dive roll, but it still catches, like, my legs. Yep. And it is your turn, Exioc. Uh, I'm gonna, since I dove towards Nicky Mub, I'm gonna put like reach down because I see that he's like relatively okay. I'm gonna reach down, uh, put my my his arm around my uh, neck and my arm around like his waist. You know, like typical helping someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm gonna say, I figured I'd be carrying you, and I'm gonna use my disengage cunning action and bolt towards the door. All right. Uh, carrying Nicky Mub with you? Uh, yeah. If just like assisting him if he needs any, because he would, did just go down real hard. Sure. You help him back to his feet, and by the end of this, you both make a break for the doorway. And Marcus already took the attack of opportunity from that first sand elemental. The second sand elemental still has an attack of opportunity, which he is going to take. This is going to be the last hit that he's going to try to I take. Can I not use my disengage? Uh, he's taking on Nicky Mub. Oh. Is that forced movement, though? Well, he's just helping him up. He's not dragging him along. Oh. Dang. Toby makes a disadvantage. <laughs> Toby runs back out and makes a disadvantage. <laughs> nice! <laughs> that's, what he, that's what Toby was waiting for. He was waiting Instead for of a 23 to hit, I kid you not, there's a natural one. <laughs> yes, 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 yes! At the last moment, the fist comes down on Nicky Mub and he says, All right, my time has come. I'm coming, Delilah. <laughs> Not on my watch. And As you I see a cat fall. jumps out of the doorway. A large cat. A large, shining cat. <laughs> Jeffrey, why don't you describe what happens? <laughs> this beautiful, large uh, cat creature just pounces and lets out a vicious meow. <laughs> 
it is a it is a it is a guttural meow that's and uh just distracts the sand elemental just enough with its bright light that is also coming off of it kind of like uh you know Aslan in Narnia, the Lion, the Listen, the Wardrobe, coming over the mountain type deal. Nice. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. But without the mane. And just, uh, you know, frightens him enough to make him miss that attack. Mm. And the hesitation is just enough from this metal cat that it slams into the ground right next to Nicky Mub. He gets up and you all take off. Everybody makes it into the doorway. Nicky Mub is there panting out of breath, and he says, Well, wait, is that my tea kettle? (laughs) 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 Uh, I don't think so. (laughs) uh, That's what you're concerned about? I turn towards the door to see if anything is coming through, and I uh, uh, ready an attack. Kind of on the balls of my feet. Surprisingly, the sands have gone quiet outside. Still? Yep. As in, like, they are not coming in after you. But, no, I mean, like, is there the no sand storm. flying through the air? Oh, as no, as in, like, angry sand elementals. Oh, okay, now, okay. Now yeah. it's just n- normal angry sand. I thought we entered, and then outside, the storm just, like, stopped. Toby like, goes oh. back to normal size. Okay. Oh man, but, yeah. but what about when we fight Carol Baskin later? Mm. <laughs> I haven't seen that, so okay. Uh, me neither. Nikki Mub turns to all of you and says, "All right, well, this is actually now the furthest that I've ever made it, uh, and that is in no small part thanks to you, folk. My goodness, that was that was quite a wild ride. Uh, thank thank you so much. Um, mm. Now, I'm sure if we get to the top of this tower, we're going to get to the bottom of what's been going on here. <laughs> Do we have?" Any way of tending to wounds real she quick? Got, two boys gotcha covered. I got a new hot, oh, fresh hot spell right off the press. I'm going <laughs> to cast. I'm a little weirded out by uh, by Birdman right now. I <laughs> cast a 10-foot radius immobile dome of force. It springs into existence around us, and we can... Take a li- nice little nap in there. Oh. I'm, ca- I'm casting Leoman's tiny hut. You whip out your lute, or your lyre, uh, sorry, and give a mighty strum, and almost like sound waves coming out of it, this dome envelops all of you and remains there. Nikki Mub looks up and says, Well, I'll be Birdman. Way to go, Hirok. I'm proud of you. Oh, thanks. Well, that's really something. Can we can we stay here a long time? Let let's tend to our wounds, but I'm I'm afraid we should probably uh, get going sooner rather than later. Agreed. You guys can go ahead and take a short rest here. Uh, roll some hit dice. Um, get back up to snuff. Um, also, I'm casting Song of Rest, so everyone gets an additional something. D six additional health. Also, Brad, when rolling hit dice, remind me: Do I add my con? You do. To ev- you add your con roll. to every roll. Yeah. Okay. Yep. In terms of uh, the here's a, a meta question. In terms of like strategy and whatnot, how many should I always just like max out using my hit dice to get as high HP as possible? That's typically the best strat. It's if you're low, you want to use them all to get up as high as you can. Because I'm at twenty one, 
of my total 33, and I have two hit dice left. I'd say use them. Oh, I would, yeah. I would use at least one. See where it's at after one. So you guys finish up your short rest, and the hut is still good for another seven hours, but it looks like Nicky Mub is getting a little panicked about all of this. He says, well, uh, this is a beautiful little hut and all, but I'm not so sure about the structural integrity of this uh, tower with all this ent- elemental energy whipping around. I know it's been here for a long time, but uh, I feel like we might have upset the creatures somehow. I, I don't know. We might have stumbled. Uh, I feel like we might have perturbed them in some degree. Might have been my lightning bolt. Might have been, I don't know. Uh, I don't think way, they noticed that. I think it was helpful. E- either way, we should probably get a move on. If you don't mind lighting up your kitty one more time. Not at all. Toby glows, and he's going to strut his stuff as he uh, walks. Uh, he's going to strut because he has ten more speed than all of us, so he's going to take his sweet time, essentially, by only going 30 feet. <laughs> <laughs> you guys start making your way up and up the spiral, going up to the top of this tower. You didn't see where the tower ended before you got in here, and you still don't know how, exactly how far up it's going to go. The stairs are made out of uh, stone, and every once in a while, there's a gap in the stairs that you have to jump over, but with all of you working at it together combined and with Toby helping out, it's no issue to make it up the stairs. The um, stairs underneath are actually pretty firm and solid from what you can tell. You make it up about three or four equivalent flights of stairs going upwards when you start noticing a shift in the way that the steps feel. Something feels off. They still feel like solid stones underneath your foot, but they have a little bit of give to them. It's very strange. Can I... I would like to uh, investigate that. Okay. Like, essentially looking for if there's any traps or any... uh, Sure. Go ahead and give me an investigation roll. Again, my mind flashes back to the time when we're in the sun. Can I assist him? Yes, you can. I would like to assist him because I would be also extremely suspicious about this. So, Tommy, you can roll with advantage if you would like. Okay, I'll roll again. Uh, well, that's a 17. Okay. Um, as you are feeling around these stones, there is a very weird feel about them. They are still regular stones, and there's no like hidden latch underneath. But as you push down on it, it kind of pushes back into place, almost like there's a magnetic force pushing on it from the other side. Okay. So it feels like as you're stepping on it, it could fall, but then there's like an equal and opposite force pushing back on it from the other side. Right. Okay. Well, hopefully the magic that definitely seems to be present holds up, but I think we're good to move on. Can I look at what my compass is doing? (laughs) Yes, you can. It is making all kinds of circles. Yeah. Yeah. There's magnetic energy like crazy out here. It's not being helpful at all. And... Nick, Nick, Nicky Mub notices you take it out and says, oh, don't worry about that. Uh, I know which way is north. <laughs> I was just doing a little experiment over here. Oh, 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 sure. Uh, my, 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 north is that way, by the way. Any oh, points? You. <laughs> you know what? With that, I think I should take the lead. I got a keen eye for uh, for anything out of the ordinary. Sure. You take the lead and give me a perception check. Can I make an investigation? Yep. Uh, 19. Okay. As you lead them up the tower further and further, you see that the stones start becoming sparser and sparser 
of the uh, stairs as they are going upwards to the point where they're not even connected to the wall anymore. And as you're stepping on them, they are floating, levitating platforms that spiral upwards further and further, getting more disconnected as they reach further towards the top of whatever this thing is. And you are feeling energized like you've never felt before and almost like there's a pull on you. There's a slight blue haze that is starting to permeate through the darkness here, giving a tint to everything. Okay. Um, can I, I, am I, so am I feeling more confident in these stairs or less confident? It's weird. You know, you're not going to fall, but you also don't know how these things are being held aloft. Okay. So, cause I'm, I'm inclined to like kind of use my, like crawl up the stairs and use my hands to test each stair as they go if they, I'm feeling that uneasy sure. about them. Can I do just a flat intelligence check to try to understand this? Uh, Arcana. Arcana. Oh. Uh, so that is going to be a 16. There is crazy elemental energy going on here such that gravity is being affected up here and uh, you don't, like you can feel yourself getting lighter as well as you're looking at all of these stones that are being held aloft as the uh, tower spirals further upwards and uh, whatever you are heading towards is really powerful. Hmm. I start to give a little bounce to my step to, you know, test the limits before I fully submit to the non-gravitational or like the light gravity. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm essentially crawling up the stairs now at this point, sure. using I'm at my the, arms to test each step. I'm at the ready to cast Featherfall. <laughs> I don't like these things, and I don't want to fall. Exioc, as you are crawling up the stairs, you see Nikki Mub like skipping like a gazelle, jumping off the wall, doing a little twirl as he's bounding up the steps, <laughs> going right next to you. And he says, "Hey, <laughs> what are you doing down there, Lloyd? You gotta, you gotta be more careful." Oh, come Pit on. Squeak. Can't you feel yourself? I'm the slightest feather. Uh, I mean, I know this is dangerous and all, but uh, I mean, lighten up a little bit, you know? I'm not leaving this stone. <laughs> all right, suit yourself. And he starts uh, heading forward ahead of you. Takes the lead. I skip up after him. All right. You guys... I, I stop crawling and start walking, but still. <laughs> Begrudgingly. You guys make your way closer and closer to the top. Eventually, your feet leave the ground entirely as the oh, no. gravitational stasis gets to a point where you can be floating around aimlessly and leap off from one platform onto the next as you get higher and higher up this tower. You look around and the walls have started to dissipate and there is no nothing holding the walls together anymore. They are just loose floating stones all the way around you getting further and further and more spread apart as you're going through here. No, no, no. I grab onto the step that I'm on. All right, you hold on to it. Nikki Mub yeah. turns and says, Well, I feel like we're on the precipice of something huge here. We only got one way to go, and that's up. I, I know we only just met, but I'm ready to do this if you guys are. I'll see about that. I'm going to tie my rope around the stone, and I'm going to tie myself to the other end of it. And it, this is a 150-foot rope, and then I'll, uh, I'll jump up. All right. With a mighty leap, you bound upwards, uh, followed by Nikki Mub, who comes right after you. As you are going up, you feel the pull get stronger and stronger going upwards. Uh, here I can, Marcus. What are you guys doing? Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm jumping up after them a little bit slower, but I 
also like Toby is just wrapped around my neck mm-hmm. now. Okay. Yeah, I'm following too, and the more I'm spending time with low gravity, the more I like it. Yeah, here I'm getting a little bit more comfortable. This is the f- the f- the first time that you have almost kind of flown in a very long time. Yeah, it's been a minute. Mm-hmm. You guys get further and further upward. You travel for 150 feet going up, and Exioc, your rope tightens. But you feel the pull getting stronger and stronger going up. Okay, so I stop moving, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Okay. I look up if, if, to see if there's an end. Um, Give me a perception check. Okay. Because I don't want to just float off into space here, and especially me being a goblin. I'm not this... I'm not good with leaving the ground uh i've spent much more time underground than even just on the surface so it's a whole nother thing to be in the air that's a uh 12 you see the blue haze that is all around you a little bit more or it's much more intense now i should say but you don't see anything in particular Mm. i'm gonna let them uh float up and i'm gonna wait behind all right and i'm gonna say i ain't going no further Mm mm-hmm when you first came in, there was an explosion of blue arcane energy. And this is the same explosion that happens in this moment. All around you, there is lightning streaking everywhere as the elemental forces that have been building up erupt and envelop all of you, including Exioc, that are now floating here in this void. You feel your gut get wrenched into your throat and your body twisted around. And you are all thrown into a whirlwind of energy and chaos. You look at your hand and it starts becoming see-through and transparent. You look at the rest of your no. body and it becomes milky white. And uh, no. the energy that's coursing through your body. And in a wink of an eye, you feel yourself land on solid ground. Each of you have landed in a little pile of rubble looking around and you see up in the sky there is a streak of lightning that looks like a rift that is coming to a close and it disappears from sight you look around and you see mountains like you've never seen before tall craggy peaks that have parts and bits that are floating that uh, massive floating islands that rest on top of vast canyons There are bits of sand and dirt and gravel that are pink and blue and green that are scattered throughout the ground. You look up into the sky and it's a soft red hue that streaks across with different colors of mist. This is a place that you've never seen before. It is a different world entirely. I'm going to say, Jeffrey Leadham, Marcus, go ahead and give me a religion check with advantage. So that is going to be a... 23. 23. You know exactly where you guys are. This is the elemental plane of Earth. Earth? There are four elemental planes. There are uh, air, water, fire, and air that surround the primaterial plane and exist on a different (laughs) level of existence. And they form a ring around the primaterial plane. And you guys have landed on the plane of Earth. See, when you first said that, I thought of, like, yeah. the planet, no, no, no. and I was like, no. is the we Earth planet all of a sudden? Uh, anyway, so, Marcus, you know this. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, no, no! I'm looking for the rope that was tied around my waist. Uh, it's gone. Is it there, or is it cut? It's gone. It's just, it's just, it's gone? just gone? 
Oh, no, no. I slam on the ground my fist. Um, where are we? I immediately explain this, my friends. It's a different plane of existence. One of the. You're a different plane of existence. Good one. I'll, I'll use that next time. <laughs> it's the primordial plane of Earth, my good friends. Okay, great. Now, what does that mean? What's that mean for us? Yeah, I mean, I don't. I got things to see. I got people to to see. Uh, uh, I can't be here. I hate to. Nikki Bub, do you. I know you said this is the farthest you've gone about, you know, 50 feet ago, but, um. Does this make sense? What have you dragged me into? I pounce on Nicky Mub. Oh, well, well, hey, hey, hey. Uh, go ahead and... Hands on his shoulders. I'm, like, shaking him. Uh, he lets you tackle him to the ground, and he says, I, I, I honestly swear, I had no idea that we were getting ourselves into this mess. Um, I, I'm just as stunned and confused as you are. I thought we were going to have to remove a relic or, uh, you know, take out a power source of some sort or be like a, a giant boss guy. Uh, I, oh, I am immediately so happy. I'm doing, like, nature investigation checks constantly. Yep. <laughs> you see Nicky Mub's glance gets taken. He says, um, but he... I'm stra- I've st- I'm on top of him straddling. Yeah, him. he, like, looks off to the side. Um, he says, uh, well, uh, maybe he can help us. Looks like we got company. You guys look over. What are you... I look over. You see there is a humanoid figure standing there with dark gray skin that is broken up into little sections, almost like he is covered in rock. His arms are enormously swole, and he uh, is wearing uh, plain robes with jet black hair and purple eyes, and on his back is a wicked curved double-bladed battle axe, and he is staring down at you guys, and you are staring up at him, and it's a standoff, and that is where we are going to pick up next week. Next week with a podcast oh. guests Ooh. wait what what <gasps> next week we will have casey mccoy joining us no. yes yes get him out of here let's go that makes me so excited very nice casey mccoy is a good friend of uh most of us matt you've never met him in person um he is never my original dungeon master tommy's original dungeon master Really great True. guy. He's the guy that did our artwork as well. Uh, he has a Facebook page called The Real Mega Miner, which you should go check out. Uh, it's from 10 years ago when he was a nerd. I mean, he's less of, more of a nerd, I should say. Eh, equal nerd? What do you, what do you think, Tommy? Uh, he's, he's, uh, he's a pretty big nerd now, so I'd say... I'd say he's more of a nerd now. (laughs) Anyway, really excited to have Casey on next time as you guys figure out what the heck you're doing here in the elemental plane of Earth. Big change for the boys here in the podcast. Nikki Mub has dragged you into a crazy situation. You don't know what's going on. We're going to break all of this episode down on the afterburner. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, it's going to be over on Patreon. And some people uh, actually have decided to become there. patrons. Woo-hoo! And we praise them by telling their story here at the end of the episode. Who lives, who dies, who tells your story, that kind of thing. <laughs> Our denizens have begun wandering the Arrowgat Desert, where 
or while Destune recovers from the passing hand showing their hand. And we are starting off now with Make the Manic Pixie, who was last seen riding on top of a very tall hat. She didn't really check to see whose hat she was riding on and decided it was worth a check. So turns out she was riding on Casey, the wandering gypsy of Trashboro. They locked eyes for a moment and then something surprising happened. But you'll have to stay tuned until the end of these vignettes to find out what happens. And we have Keith, the former captain of the Destune Fire Brigade, is wandering like everyone else. Keith has placed himself at the head of the pack and is decapitating every cactus they come across and filling up his trusty bucket. A fire could spring up at any time, and like his imaginary friend Smokey says, only you can prevent desert fires. (laughs) 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 Oh, I can barely make it through. Okay. And we have Joe, the scrawny Goliath. He's keeping up best with the crowd as best he can, but he's a bit slower than everyone due to having to do his lunges. But the workout comes first. Today is leg day, and Joe doesn't skip leg day. Derek, the one-eyed lizard folk lifeguard from nowhere, isn't having a great time. Even though he just saved lots of people from certain death, the townsfolk that left Destune have seen his true form. The hood has come back up, but it's too late. As the sun beats down on the party, he catches the eye of Sophie, the former official Destune tour guide, who is walking backwards across the sands and walks over to make small talk. And Sophie, who is the former official Destune tour guide, is making sure the crowd isn't being followed. While most people would just watch over their shoulder from time to time, Sophie has been training for this. Yet, as she keeps a diligent eye on the horizon, she notices the hooded lifeguard walking toward her. She keeps her cool as he strikes up a conversation. They talk about cabbages for exactly two minutes and 35 seconds and then continue to walk on in silence. Casey, the wandering gypsy of Trashboro, is fortunate to have a hat to keep the sun out of his eyes. Suddenly, a small flying person flew out of the hat and into his face. He stared at the manic pixie and instantly gave her a sales pitch. He produced a small doll with a pair of obnoxiously bright orange boots and a leather vest from his inner coat lining and sold it to her for two gold. He had been carrying it around for years, and it was the only thing tying him back to his former life. But the pixie could pay, so it's like, whatever. (laughs) <laughs> money <laughs> yeah, kick, 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 kick. <laughs> and we have Tyra the half elf sorceress from elsewhere is that next to nowhere or her in uh, uh, no, uh else, elsewhere's a place okay uh, she's surrounded it? by anxious nervous people who are unsure about her fu- about their future they're her ideal clientele really using her fagomdafod <laughs> She didn't even have to break a step in order to cash in on people's deep-seated fears and maintain harmony. Slowly but surely, Tyra is becoming the richest person in the new tribe. Hey, way to go, Tyra. We got two uh, money people. Exactly. (laughs) We're going to have like a whole capitalist system set up by the end here. Epic. Thanks so much to our patrons once again for helping keep our podcast afloat. We are nearing the end of my time working on my master's here for the summer. So get hyped about that. Episodes are going to be flying out on a regular schedule from here on out. And we want to thank you guys for sticking with us to the end of this really long episode. It was one of the most fun we've ever had recording. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it a lot. Mm. Really excited to see where the series goes from here. We've already recorded most of those episodes but 
uh we really really enjoyed this upcoming arc so definitely stick around mm-hmm. uh follow us on our social medias right tommy oh yeah you can follow us on all of the social medias we're on instagram we are on facebook we are on twitter uh, we'd love to answer questions in our afterburner from our twitter so go mm-hmm. over there and ask us questions and i'm sure we can answer them i mean unless they're like you know uh astrology questions or like quantum physics maybe not but we'll try our best uh we're also on reddit uh which is a place where you can uh talk with other fans and post some memes there's some funny ones already over there uh it's a good time but thank you everybody it's true matt do you have anything to say uh forgotten the plot (laughs) he's gonna keep trying folks (laughs) thanks so much for listening and we will catch you next week Bye. bye